This is Retire Strong Radio with Eric Scoggins from ETS Financial Services. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Eric provides his clients and prospects the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Retire Strong Radio with Eric Scoggins. Well, hello and welcome back to Retire Strong Radio. This is Eric Scoggins of ETS Financial. If you would like more information about what you hear during our show today, just simply give us a call at 770-904-1978. Again, at 770-904-1978. Or you can simply visit us on our website online at etsfinancial.com. That's etsfinancial.com. And hey, while you're at the website, uh, go ahead and click on that radio page and check out past shows and subs- and uh, subscribe to uh, our program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And please do not hesitate to reach out to us with questions or if they wanted to set up a face-to-face or a virtual meeting to see if there's some areas that we might be able to help you out. So there are, there are certain ages that, that many of us associate with retirement, such as age 62, age 65, for example. However, Age 72 doesn't always get the publicity of other birthdays, <laughs> but it should because that's when you must begin taking required minimum distributions or RMDs from your tax advantage retirement accounts. But before we uh, put on our explorer's hat and begin examining the wonderful world of RMDs, let me introduce my co-host, Mr. Tony Shore, who uh, when, it, when it comes to sharing financial insights with our audience is Clark to my Lewis. <laughs> That's right. Oh, wow. Well, uh, I don't know about that. Um, uh, Lewis and Clark, two of history's most important explorers. Uh, uh, you're comparing us to those guys. Hey, if we can come close to what they did, we're doing something right. Absolutely. But, but you're right. RMDs are interesting because I think uh, people know in general terms maybe what they are, but that doesn't mean the reality of RMDs or required minimum distributions when we turn 72. Uh, aren't going to be a rude awakening for for a lot of people. So uh, it's a good topic. So we understand what's going to happen and why and what we can do about it. Uh, This is going to be a great show. But first, I have to say, I've been great. I've had a great week. How about you, Eric? What have you been doing? Are you keeping busy? Oh, yeah. I mean, we, we're, we're, we're constantly busy bringing in new folks uh, from our events and uh, working with them. We've had, had lots of uh, annual reviews that we've been working with the clients this past week, too. So just staying in contact with our, our, our client family and uh, just taking care of the peeps. Yeah, there you go. Well, and again, again, we don't want people to have a rude awakening uh, when they turn 72 because that's what RMDs can be, right? Absolutely. That's 100% right. So, you know, Tony, if you have a tax advantage account, you know, RMDs are certainly inevitable. I mean, it's, and it, but a lot of people say, you know, well, what does that mean? What, what is an RMD and what's the rules around that? So um, I'm going to cite some things from a recent Kiplinger article called The Basics of Required Minimum Distributions, 12 Things That You Must Know About RMDs. It, re- it does a really good job of, of, of illuminating some of the basics when it comes to this most important topic. Uh, As the article notes, if you begin socking away money into a tax advantage account decades before you retire, you know, everything just seems great. It's on autopilot. 
But when you turn 70 or 71, hey, all of a sudden your 72nd birthday is staring you right in the face. Well, yeah. So why age 72, though, Eric? Well, because that's the age that Uncle Sam has determined when it's time to begin taking those withdrawals from those tax deferred accounts, whether you really need the money or not. And remember, you're not only going to be uh, you're not only going to need to determine you know how much you have to withdraw each year, but you also must be ready in, to pay the taxes on those distributions as, as well. So it's kind of a double whammy there. Yikes! It is. And, you know, Uncle Sam gets what Uncle Sam wants, but I don't even think he's my real uncle, to be honest. So, <laughs> or at least your least favorite. <laughs> <laughs> right, my least favorite uncle. He wasn't. He's not the fun uncle anymore, is he? Not uh, anymore. Uh, but wasn't the 2019 SECURE Act, uh, that's what changed uh, when we have to begin taking our RMDs, right? That, that's correct. Indeed, it was. So a little history lesson here. So with, with that legislation, with that legislation, um, if you turned 70 and a half in 2019, you should have taken your first RMD on April 1st of 2020. Uh, however, we all got a, a pass with the COVID situation. Uh, folks didn't have to take out uh, RMDs in 2020. But if you turned 70 and a half in 2020 or later, you should take your first RMD no later than April 1st of the year after you turn 72. So <laughs> let, let, let me repeat that. You know, that's a, that's a lot. Sure. It's a mouthful. So, yeah. so it's because this is so important. You, know, you don't want to miss this. This is a big problem if you miss this. If you turn 70 and a half in 2020 or later, you should take your first required minimum distribution no later than April 1st of the year after you turn age 72. Now, all subsequent RMDs must be taken by December 31st each and every year thereafter. Okay. Okay. And I'm glad you clarified that for us because you can get a little deep in the weeds with this stuff. Um, but uh, remind our listeners uh, of the types of accounts that have RMDs associated with them. Sure. Yeah, it's important to know. So our RMDs generally apply to the original owner of, say, traditional IRAs, uh, simple IRAs, SEP IRAs, or any kind of employer-sponsored retirement plan like a 401k or a 403b. You know, anything you have put money in and got a deduction on the money going in and it's grown tax sheltered at some point. Uh, and it's magic number 72 now. You have to start taking money out of those accounts now. One thing to note here is that Roth IRAs do not have required minimum distributions. So uh, that's an important point to know about having a Roth. And that's why we encourage our clients also to build up as much as possible as they can in their Roth IRAs to, to build those tax-free buckets. Because obviously these days, uh, with all this monopoly money that's being printed in Washington, uh, there is a much, much higher risk for, um, you know, legislative risk for much higher taxes in the future. Yeah. So uh, definitely want to be socking money away there. <laughs> now, um, RMDs, when you take them out, they, they are taxed as ordinary income with a top tax rate of 37% in 2022. If you delay your first RMD, you must take two distributions in that one year. So, for example, if you turn 72 on March of 2021, you have until April 1st of this year to take out your first required minimum distribution. 
However, the potential problem with that approach is you're going to have to take out that second distribution by December 31st of the same year. Potentially wow. compounding your tax problem. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that that would. Uh, can taking two RMDs then in one year have tax implications? Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there, there are definitely some potential tax implications if you did wind up taking two RMDs in a single year. So first and foremost, doing so could push you up into a higher bracket. Um, that could mean a, a larger chunk of your Social Security income could be subject to taxes. Um, second, it's certainly possible you could end up paying more for your Medicare Part B uh, or Part D. So, you know, to, to determine uh, when you determine a good time to start taking your first RMD, you, you definitely want to review, review tax bills from um, two different lenses. All right. First, taking your first RMD in the year you turn 72 and second, waiting until the next year and doubling up. And if you aren't currently working with a financial services professional, I would urge you to do so because that person would be likely to be very prepared to offer guidance about required minimum distributions. Okay. So how should a person go about calculating their required minimum distributions or RMDs? Yeah, great question, Tony. So, I mean, it's relatively you know, straightforward, honestly. So basically what you do is take the, uh, the year in account balance, the December 31st balance from the previous year, and by the and use the IRS life expectancy uh, table. And there's a factor there that is determined by your your birthday uh, in the current year. So if you own more than one IRA, it's important to note you got to calculate the RMD for each of those accounts. But if they're all IRAs, you can take the total RMD from just one IRA or any combination of IRAs. So, for example, if you own an IRA that's smaller, say, than your total required minimum distribution, you can simply empty out that smaller IRA and then take the remainder out of maybe one of your, your larger IRAs. Wow. Okay. Um, that's interesting. Uh, I, I didn't know all that. So, uh, what can you tell us about where 401ks then fit into all of this? <laughs> Sure. And one thing I'll, I'll definitely want to, uh, to, to point out is that if you have like accounts, like the IRAs we just talked about, you can take money out of just one of those accounts to satisfy your RMD. But if you have, say, a 401k, 403b, and an IRA, well, guess what? You're going to have to make three calculations and make three separate RMDs because those are not like accounts. But when you turn 72, uh, those 401k type plans are definitely subject to RMDs, but the similarities end there because if you own multiple 401ks, you have to calculate and take each 401k RMD separately. You can take your annual RMD in either a lump sum, you can take it in you know monthly or quarterly payments, and postponing that RMD until the end of the year provides your money to grow more time to grow tax deferred. So whatever, whatever you do, just make sure that you withdraw the entire amount by the deadline because it's not, it, it's a, it's a painful penalty. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, that's a huge, uh, there are huge penalties. So, uh, this is great information. Um, let's take a minute though, before we move on to let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you and set up that no charge consultation, uh, with no obligation. 
For, for sure, Tony. So listeners can visit our website at etsfinancial.com or they can call the office here at 770-904-1978 and we can discuss how we might be able to either answer some questions you have, address your concerns about creating a, a path to a happy and worry-free retirement. I mean, it's definitely our, uh, our, our, our honor and our mission to help you prepare for the retirement that you've worked so hard for. All right. Thanks for that, Eric. And let's keep rolling. During today's show, you've been talking about these required minimum distributions, and they're more commonly referred to as RMDs, which I thought stood for really massive donuts. But <laughs> apparently, apparently, Eric, I was wrong on that. Uh, or Remedy or RIMS, but uh, I don't know. Uh, RMDs, they don't always get a ton of attention uh, in financial, you know, when you see financial information or read about it. Um, but the truth is RMDs are an essential part of a lot of retiree strategies from what you're telling us. And you've noted a couple of different times today that uh, missing RMD deadlines can have really nasty implications on your finances. So let's get this segment rolling with a closer look at the potential penalties. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's put a, um, a hundred foot view, uh, on this now. So, um, this article, you know, from Kiplinger, you know, we talked about the title of it was the basics of, of required minimum distributions to 12 things you must know about RMDs. It spells it out pretty neatly. Um, if you miss an RMD deadline, you could be looking at one of IRS's most severe penalties. And uh, that is actually for whatever amount you don't take or if you miss it, Tony, it's actually a 50 percent penalty on what you should have taken out. So it's 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 definitely excessive, to say the least. And so this means so I'll give you an example. So if your RMD was 15 grand and you only took out eleven thousand, you'd owe the government a two thousand dollar penalty plus income tax on that shortfall. So one way to avoid forgetting to take your RMDs is to request that your custodian automatically sends them to you each and every year and just set it up automatically so you don't have to worry about doing it manually. Right. That's huge, obviously. Um, and and I think that this is really, really important. Now, um, penalties, those can be huge. And I just think, uh, you know, uh, we really need to do everything we can. A 50% penalty, yikes. But now uh, I have a question for you. Does working past your 72nd birthday have implications on your IRA or RMDs, I should say? It, it, it does. And um, there's actually several ways that you may be able to reduce your RMDs and even possibly avoid them altogether. So if you're still working after you turn age 72 and you don't own more than 5% of the company, you can avoid taking your required minimum distributions from your employer's 401k until you actually separate from service and retire. But don't forget that you'll still need to take RMDs from old previous 401ks you still have. But if your current employer's 401k allows money to be rolled into it, um, you could use that as a workaround. Uh, doing so means you wouldn't have to take RMDs from a 401k until you actually officially retired. Right. There you go. And, and I think that's really important. And uh, based on previous conversations that I've had with you, Eric, I'm guessing a Roth rollover is a decent option for some people, right? 
Absolutely. So, you know, one of the things that's nice about the 401k plans these days is almost all of them will have a Roth 401k option. So rolling that money into a Roth IRA may be a smart move because they don't have required minimum distributions for the original owner. Uh, if you're at least 59 and a half and have owned at least one Roth IRA for a minimum of five years, the money that you roll into the Roth could potentially be used tax-free. And another possible way to uh, avoid RMDs is converting, say, a traditional IRA into a Roth IRA. Of course, you're, you're still going to owe the taxes on the conversion at your ordinary income tax rate, but slashing your total IRA balance may reduce your future RMDs, and the money in the Roth can sit as long as you want. Wow. Okay. Uh, that makes sense. And yeah, Roth conversion sounds like a, a good way to go, I would think, for most people, depending on their situation. Now, I've also read that the, about the younger spouse rule. How does that fit into all of this? Let me, let me interject one other thing kind of uh, on our last topic on the Roth 401k. There's, there's a real goofy rule out there that most people are not aware of. So the Roth 401k does not start the five-year clock. So to get money tax-free out of Roth, the money has to be in there for at least five years or until age 59 and a half. Well, you can sock money away into a Roth 401k for 20 years, retire, and take money out of that. You're going to have to wait five years for that, that 401k Roth to cook after you roll it into an individual Roth. So this good strategy here is if you've got a 401k Roth at work, set up an individual Roth also at the same time. That individual Roth will start the five-year clock for you so you don't have to worry about waiting five years because the 401k Roth does not start the clock for that five-year rule. So, um, so let's continue on here. So yeah, let's okay. talk about the, the younger spouse rule. Yeah. So yeah. What about that? Go ahead. Yeah. Let's talk about the younger spouse rule. What, what do you have for us on that? Okay. So if you're married to someone who's more than 10 years younger than you are, you can divide your year in account balance by the IRS life expectancy factor where your age and your younger spouse's age, uh, that where they meet. So this is, where this is one really where working with a tax professional or a financial services professional may be helpful. Uh, pro rata payouts for RMDs is something else today's listeners should be aware of. If you aren't able to reduce your RMDs, it's possible you can still shrink the amount of taxes that you owe on it as long as you've kept good records of any non-deductible contributions that you may have made to your traditional IRA. So, you basically calculate the ratio of your non-deductible contributions to your entire IRA balance. So let me give you an example. So if your IRA contains, say, $200,000 with a $20,000 of non-deductible contributions that you've made, then moving forward, 10% of a distribution from the IRA will be tax-free. Okay. I like the sound of tax-free. <laughs> that yeah, sounds... that, everybody loves that. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, I've also heard you mention that RMDs can be donated to charity. And if I recall that process correctly, that could be a useful strategy to minimize your tax burden. 
Absolutely, and obviously uh, do, to do a good thing also for yeah. um, one of your local charities, well, yeah, uh, churches or charities or what have you. I like that. Yeah, it's 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 really nice. So if you have charities, you know, if you're charitably inclined or you have causes that you're really passionate about, you may want to just consider what they call a QCD, a qualified charitable distribution, which is more commonly referred to as that acronym QCD. So. Doing so it allows IRA owners who are at least 70 and a half, so you got to at least be 70 and a half to take advantage of this, to transfer as much as $100,000 directly to a charity every year. And that QCD may then count as some or perhaps all of the owner's required minimum distribution, and the QCD amount won't be tallied in your adjusted gross income. So kind of a win-win there. Well, yeah, that is a win-win. Uh, I also like the sounds of that. Now, uh, what stands out to me the most about all of this, though, and what you just explained especially, is that uh, this one may be especially sh a shrewd move if you take the standard deduction, right? Yeah, you nailed it, Tony. So a QCD is a potentially very good move for folks who take a standard deduction and therefore miss out on writing off charitable donations. But Here's an extra shot of good news. Even itemizers may be able to benefit from a QCD. So smaller adjusted income, smaller adjusted gross income makes it simpler to utilize certain deductions like writing off medical expenses that are greater than 7.5% of your adjusted gross income uh, because a QCD's a, is taxable amount is zero. So this strategy may help you to reduce your tax on your social security or, uh, or, or potentially also help you to reduce or eliminate any kind of surcharges on Medicare premiums. Got it. Got it. And so, uh, that's, that's good to know too there, man, there's a lot of ins and outs uh, to RMDs. I For had sure. no, I had no idea. I had no idea. So, uh, but give us an example on that, uh, to reduce the tax on social security or surcharges on Medicare premiums. Okay. Um, let, let's say that, let's say your RMD is $20,000. So Tony, you could transfer the entire $20,000 to a charity directly and meet your RMD also while adding zero to your adjusted gross income. And additionally, you could utilize a non-taxable QCD of, um, $15,000 and then use a taxable $5,000 distribution to meet your RMD. Ah, okay. That makes sense. And I think we have time for one more piece of RMD wisdom. Uh, give us a good one. Well, how about this? So you may be able to use your RMD to make paying your taxes a little easier. So using what's called an RMD solution, quote unquote, you can request that your IRA custodian withhold enough money from your RMD to cover your entire tax bill on all of your income sources for the year. So this strategy means you don't have to mess with a quarterly estimated payments, and it also may also help prevent underpayment penalties as well. Ah, okay. Well, and I think that's great. Now, we're almost out of time for today's show. It just flew by, uh, I thought. Um, let's, uh, give our listeners though, before we go, uh, that information on how they can get a hold of you. I know you have that special offer today 
Uh, for our listeners, if they call in, you're offering a complimentary, no cost, no obligation consultation. Absolutely. And that consultation will include uh, the basically a stress test of the portfolio to see how much risk they're currently exposed to. Obviously, going through what we've gone through in the market in January, uh, a lot of folks are concerned about market risk. So we can we can do a stress test for you on your portfolio to help you determine really how much risk you're exposed to right now. And part of that company consultation will also include a social security maximization report. So if you have not started taking your social security, you want to plan to find the best time to pull that trigger, um, just simply call in our office and uh, let them know that you'd like to take advantage of that complimentary consultation and uh, receive those valuable analysis, the stress test in the portfolio and the social security maximization report. Call in at 770-904-1978. Or you can simply visit us on our website and request an appointment at etsfinancial.com. All right. Thank you so much, Eric. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Retire Strong Radio with our host, Eric Scoggin. Thank you for listening to Retire Strong Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a solid retirement plan. For more information, please contact Eric Scoggins at ETS Financial Services. Call 770-904-1978 or visit them online at etsfinancial.com. Investment advisory services are offered by First Advisors National LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Georgia. Insurance products and services are offered through ETS Financial Services LLC. First Advisors National LLC and ETS Financial Services LLC are affiliated companies. Eric Scoggins and ETS Financial Services are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives. Representatives prior to implementation.